Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Pour yourself a drink and grab some nibbles. Hey! Uh, I said nibbles, not nipples. Oh, you are awful, but I like you. You're with Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello, I'm Abby Roberts and welcome to the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. Lighting the fuse for freedom! Oh, and I have, I've had no drugs. I've, had, I've only had six cups of coffee. Here she is. It's Tuesday morning in the UK. Hello, everybody in the UK. Hello to my pal Jules and Mr Jules uh, up in Scotland. Hello, Trudy. The live chat's gone absolutely mad. Um, so uh, it's been, as you can see, look, this is what this is what 53 looks like. No filters. It's amazing, isn't it? And, uh, <laughs> and a lot of partying. So you can talk to me. Uh, on the live chat. So get in there. Look, it's already literally aflame with comments. Uh, you can go, so that's on the tntradio.live uh, website. It, you can go on your phone. Have you got apps on your phone? Get your apps out for the lads. If you haven't got apps, where the fuck have you been? It's not 1982, although my hair uh, would tend to disagree. Uh, you can email me, abbyroberts at tntradio.live. And you can even... Do the old school chin waggo and you can call me. So if you want to call me, these are the numbers. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the US and Canada. Call 1 888 201 6425. From the UK, call 033 0024 1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1 800 670 310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Well, hello there. Don't be shy. I want to. I want to hear from you. Don't be shy. Get on the blower. Uh, go. Go to <laughs> ask your dad permission to call. Go out to the. You know the hall table back in the in the old days when you had you expected a call from a boyfriend. And it was like, oh, dad, get off the phone. Just call me. Don't be shy. I want to hear your opinions on everything. On Trump. On um, Israel, Palestine. Bob Moran's cartoon. What do we think about that? Are we trying to squash free speech? There are some people who are asking for the police to get involved with Bob's cartoon. These are the free, apparently free speech people. What a load of bastards. Uh, right, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to have a little photo up now, which uh, I'm going to go into the, the first story that I've got here. And uh, if we can have the wall of hearts, please, photo. Right, this is a wall in London that I have called the Wall of Hearts. It sounds better in Italian accent. Muro di cuore in Italiano. I've got a friend uh, actually next door who's Italian, so uh, uh, ciao. <laughs> ciao, Gianluca. So this is the Wall of Hearts, and it's basically uh, the propaganda wall. So all the hearts, this is in London on the South Bank. It's a really, really long wall. I actually live quite close to it. I won't tell you the exact address because you might uh, all come round to my house. But um, I walk along there and literally flick the Vs at the wall because people add hearts. Uh, like literally every day they've got like a, a people who you know take care of the wall <laughs> the national covid wall and in uh, wales online 
Uh, honestly, it makes me ashamed uh, to be Welsh. I've got... Um, this is what's happening, guys. The first Sunday in March will be marked with a UK-wide day of reflection as people remember all those who died during the pandemic. Plandemic. March the 3rd will be the first annual day of reflection since the UK Commission on the COVID commemoration. I call it the COVID because it sounds better in Irish accent. The COVID fucking idiots published its final report in September, re recommending the event be held each year on the first Sunday of March. The first, it carries on, the irony explodes. The first day of reflection organised by the charity Marie Curie was held in 2021 on March the 23rd, the one-year anniversary of the first lockdown. This year, the charity said the government is supporting its efforts with more than 500,000 towards costs, promotion, promotion, and community events to be held on the day. Marie Curie, of course, a cancer charity. There's been an explosion of cancers and illnesses since around about early 2021 when something was rolled out do you remember and uh, forced into people's arms that's not a conspiracy that's fact um so the irony there is just beyond belief a minute silence guys a minute silence now i'm thinking to myself what shall i be doing on um on that sunday so uh anyone who lives in london uh, do come and join me where we will not be silent um it's just and Downton Abbey actor and Marie Curie ambassador Jim Carter said the day of reflection is an essential part of the fabric of our nation. <coughs> Unbelievable. Do you know what? I always think to myself, how how is this? Does this virus, this so-called virus, it, it had its own PR agent, didn't it? I remember thinking to myself, do you remember where all the news stuff when it was like every day this is the death toll? And coronavirus. Well, not even it was, wasn't it? Coronavirus or COVID. They couldn't tell the difference between coronavirus or COVID nineteen. It was like this is the death toll every day. Death tolls. Funnily enough, come twenty two, uh, there was nothing about the death toll for the lockdowns and people that took their own lives around the world. None of that. It was just people who've died of slash with this this thing uh, that had its own PR agent. And then come 2021, was there any any death toll, any, any, anything during the day about, oh, well, actually, we've had some vaccine um, uh, injuries and deaths. Uh, no, none of that. You've got to ask yourself who was doing the PR for the COVID, for Mr. Coronavirus. Oh, um, right, okay, let us just uh, carry on with this uh, article. Uh, and see what else is. He's, uh, this is what the actor. They, uh, it never. I was going to say, why are you listening to a fucking actor? Mind you, I'm a comedian. Why are you listening? It's weird, you know. The role of the comedian has changed drastically because a lot of comedians said nothing at all, nothing at all. In fact, worse, they were bootlickers during 2020, 2021, 2022. They've said nothing at all about the uh, about the disgrace that's happened, the shit show, as I call it. Um, so the actor said, when I think about the pandemic, I think about the personal loss of day-to-day -day life as I knew it. I think about the unbearable grief that people felt and still feel over the death of their partners, children, parents. And I think about the collective sense of loss we feel as individuals. What you mean, because our governments, governments around the world shot people at home, terrified them, in Australia's case, built 
camps. Camps. What does that remind everyone of? That time was so disruptive for so many. We need the day of reflection. No, we don't, you stupid prick. We need to just go, that was horrendous. Governments around the world will never do that again to their own people. Um, and uh, there'll be an uprising. And if you, if you don't join in the uprising, then you are a collaborator. You're a collaborator. Let me make that, let me make that very clear. Um, right, what else have we got? I've just seen Julia Fartley Spewer on my phone. Um, Culture Secretary <laughs> Lucy Fraser said, the day of reflection is an opportunity to pay tribute to the loved ones that we lost during the pandemic. And I'm grateful to Marie Curie. I mean, the irony of the recommendations by the Commission included school children being taught about people's experiences in the pandemic. Taking off my glasses for this. Let me tell you. Right. Very good friend of mine, Trudy. Her son took his own life in the summer of 2020. Right. Those, those are the deaths, the excess deaths as a result of government policy. No virus, no respiratory virus, no cold, none of that. Absolutely the result of government policy, tyrannical, diabolical, will never happen again. And if you're not on the side of people that say that, you are an enemy of the people. <laughs> Sorry, got a little, little bit, why am I apologising? Got a bit serious, but it's true. People need to hear that. Uh, absolutely need to hear that. So um, I'm just looking and to see. Oh, let's have a little look at the live chat. <laughs> Everyone is like, oh, it's all it's all happening today. Uh, Trudy, morning all. I'm a bit late today. Have a lovely day. Trudy is in the live chat, my darling Trudy, and uh, her son, Benjamin. Benjamin, 25 years old, Benjamin. Um, let's all say uh, thoughts and prayers for Benjamin, Trudy's son. Uh, who's a, who's a, uh, as a result of the, of government policy. And I want to hear, actually, if you want to email me some of your stories, wherever you are in the world, that would be great, uh, to hear what happened to you during the barbaric, uh, tyranny we've had over the last four years. I feel, as you can tell, I feel very strongly about it. And if you don't feel strongly about it, I don't really know where the, where have you been? Um, Trudy, thanks, Abby, for Benjamin to heart. Ricky Gervais even promoted it. I can't watch him anymore. Now, Ricky Gervais, interesting, you know, these uh, people will go, oh, Ricky Gervais, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fantastic. Loved his Golden Globe speech. He held Hollywood to account, didn't he, um, in his Golden Globe speech. Hilarious. Uh, when you saw all the actors going, oh, God, I hope he doesn't mention Epstein Island. <laughs> like, look, I love all that. Don't get me wrong. I love holding... Um, you know, uh, people to uh, people in power to account. Love it, love it, love it. I do it myself, as you can tell. However, when it came to um, the pandemic, so 2020 and the masks and all the rest of it, and and they said nothing. He said nothing, Gervais, nothing at all about the vaccines, nothing. Um, so that is to me, comedians who didn't stand up and go, this is unacceptable. I mean, it's just weird. It's just weird. You think would Bill Bill Hicks and George Car George Carlin would definitely have gone to the uh, to the government? So where are those comedians? I'd like to hear your your thoughts actually on who which comedians do you um, apart from me uh, do you uh, think are brave and outspoken? That would be good if you want people to call in. Um, uh, designed to keep it all in mind, ready for the next scandemic. That's interesting from Matt Nettle. Do we think that? Do we think? 
Yeah. So coming up next, <laughs> I've been told to stop rambling. Stop talking, Abs. Coming up next, we've got a wonderful guest, uh, Mad Mix. Here's my ident. Stay with Abby Roberts and speak your mind. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Right, I'm a back on. <laughs> Somebody shoved an eclair through the door. <laughs> Is that for me? Oh, it's not an eclair. It's Gianluca <laughs> shoving something else through the door. Oh, my darlings, it is a roller coaster every day on the Abbey Roberts Show. Now, I do believe that we have, uh, we have a guest coming up. So do we have Mad Mix on the line? Mad Mix, are you there, my darling? They've disappeared. <laughs> oh, it's, this is going well, isn't it? Mad Mix, are you there, my love? Has he gone? Oh, hey, carry, do you know what? Uh, I'm going to carry on with the live chat. And if uh, if Mad Mix hasn't uh, turned up, I'm going to go to uh, the propaganda paper review. Because that's what I do here, guys. I roll with it. You got to roll with it. You got to take it. Nothing phases me. No guest. Fuck it, I'll just do my stuff. We've got Debbie. Trudy, my love, you were often in my thoughts, quite rightly. Um, let's have a look here. Oh, dear. Both uh, Someone said, General, both parents dead, both eight weeks after second you-know-what. The government, uh, the government dark. You know, I had to have, you know, I had to have code for, on GB. I had to have code when I talked about the, the, the vaccines, the so-called vaccines, government darts was one of them. Uh, somebody said, just sing, Abby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> There's no guest. Um, what can we sing? Uh, Bring me sunshine in your smile. Do -do -do. Ring me laughter all the while. This is the bit where I start to sing jazz and then remember that I absolutely detest jazz with a passion. You know why? Because it goes on for too fucking long. Oh, we've got Maggie from Victoria on the phone. Come in, Maggie. Hello, Abby. How are you, Hello. my dear lady? I'm the, uh, I'm the lady who said, stick it up your bum last time, and I'm calling from I the remember. same place. I haven't moved. But um, if you've got a You haven't moved since we last spoke. <laughs> no, no. Well, I mean, literally, I haven't uh, relocated. Um, yes. You have a lull in the proceedings, and while we're waiting for your guest, I just wondered if yep. I could bring up, yep. you know that wall you were talking about with the hearts all over it? Yes, yes. <clears throat> that drives you insane. We have yep. a thing here in Australia called the Forest of the Fallen, and it's extraordinary. It was started by a young woman in Tasmania, which is down yonder, um, and it's an it's photographs and and histories of people who've been injured or killed by these so-called you know who's. I don't think we can use that word, can we? Um, and they they're attached to small uh, to um, bamboo uh, stakes, and they set up all these. It's just an A4 sheet that's been laminated with a photograph of a person and their history and their date of death, if that is applicable, or their injury yeah. or both. And it's almost like a, a memorial. And even people who, who keep drinking the Kool-Aid um, are confronted by this. It's, much more it's really much more effective than trying to argue with anyone who thinks these, these jabs are brilliant. 
because yes. it's brought right up into their face. So thank you for bringing this up. Um, it, it seems that the coverage now is all about President Trump and or um, Israel or Ukraine. Yeah. And there's so many people that are being injured and killed. Uh, yes. My friend, I've lost two friends through this. One of them got turbo cancer, which took her out within five weeks from diagnosis to death. And another Jesus. one who just died upright against her washing machine as she was putting a load of washing in. Oh so it's, so know, forest, forest, I, of, forest of the Fallen, Maggie. Forest of, forest the, of the Fallen. Forest of the Fallen, yeah. Wonderful. It, it's taking off. Even people in, in the UK are aware of it now. Yeah. And I do hope that it takes over where that stupid wall um, leaves off. Remember, that's just so... It's propaganda, yes. that wall. It yeah. is, so it is, my darling, and we, uh, my pleasure, and we'll, we'll, I'll do my best <clears throat> to change that wall to the truth. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maggie, for calling in. Bless you, and I'll speak to you again. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Cheers, my love. So we've got time for a short break. Don't go anywhere, or I'll search, <laughs> or I'll put your internet search history online, if that makes sense. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Now, as we move into an election year in US politics at a time when the Western Empire is under attack from within, as if an orchestrated decline is the plan, whilst at the same time the rise of BRICS nations represents a rise of a new multipolar order. Institutions that have controlled the world are at last being questioned for their behaviour and their failures. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, and the truth shall set us free. Those two statements sit at opposite ends of the zeitgeist in a world that is filled with death, destruction, deceit and a wholesale unwillingness to hold anyone in power to account except for anyone who takes power against the ruling elite, of course. And then we have seen how that system works. Weekends with Jason Olborn on today's News Talk TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Thanks for listening and for being a part of The Abby Roberts Show on today's News Talk TNT. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Abbey Roberts Show. Um, before we get the uh, guest on, I think there's a bit of a problem with the audio uh, slash visual. Don't worry, though, because, you know, there's far worse things happening all around the world, as we know. I mean, for a start, you have to look at this face so early in the morning. So chill out, everybody. It'll all be fine. Um, let's have a little look at the... The Daily Mail, the Daily Mail, what's in here? Would you swallow a balloon the size of a grapefruit to help shed the pounds? <laughs> no, I wouldn't because I'm not an idiot. Let's have a little look. Okay, um, oh, Stormer and his culture wars, that's Keir Stormer. Bloody hells. Let's have a little look what we got here. 
army forced into retreat over plan to use popular video game to recruit youngsters. Defence chiefs have backed away from a collaboration with a popular computer game after claims they were targeting underage potential recruits. In a staffing crisis with more soldiers leaving the army than joining, top brass dreamt up an innovative tie-in with Fortnite. So it's like, uh, as you can see there in the... Um, all right, let me, let me just do this. There, see the picture of the guy there, Fortnite with the thing. And do you know what? The army, the army and, and Grant Shapps and the war machine, they can all get fucked. Because if you think 18 to 21 year olds, I'm going to allow them to go to war after what they've been through the last four years. Well, you've got a fight on your hands and I will go to jail. Um, in, you know, to defend the young people. How dare they? They've terrified younger people for four years and now they're going to go, oh, you, you could be going off to fight a war that we have created. We've created it. We've, we've out of thin air to make money, you money laundering twats. So be prepared, everyone, because that'll be the next thing I'll be doing, being arrested for. Um, right, yours for 12,000, Diana's iconic revenge dress. Do you remember that? The black dress? There, if you can see it, the black dress, very, very sexy. Diana, there were three of us this marriage, so it's a bit crowded. I loved him, I adored him. I thought Diana was absolutely fantastic. I bloody loved her. Um, yeah, she was awesome. Um, so that's her revenge, or at least the, the one that starred in The Crown. Oh, so it's not actually the original, for goodness sake. Um, Aside from the late Queen herself, her ladies-in-waiting and Michael Fagan, the notorious intruder who climbed up a drain pipe and broke into Buckingham Palace in 1982, very few can claim to have set foot in Her Majesty's bedroom. Don't really know what this story's all about. Bloody hell. But anyway, um, yeah, so do we have the guest on? Oh, no, we've got... Let's go to another... <laughs> Do you know what? It's just as well I'm a comedian, isn't it? And I can fill time, because otherwise it would just be dead air, wouldn't it? So, um, yes, please, if you can increase my fee, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> I'm only joking, or am I? Right, professor who was likened to a racist uncle on trans views wins tribunal. A criminology professor who was compared to a racist... <laughs> Uh, a criminology professor who was compared to a racist uncle by university colleagues over her gender-critical views has won a harassment case against her employer. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Joe Phoenix asked bosses for help after receiving an onslaught of criticism and death threats at Employment Tribunal heard by the Open University, OU, thanks for that Daily Mail, did not help out of a fear of repercussions if it was perceived as supporting Professor Phoenix's views. Just, just let me tell you something, right? Stop being... Right, that's that for the Daily, the daily Fail. Right, let's see what's happening there. Bye. Um, let me just tell you something, right? If, if, you, if you are working in the public sector of your, or in the even just whatever show business and you are still peddling the lie that men, someone with male, uh, male, you know, who's a male, can become female. You are an enemy of the people. 
you're a bootlicker. You're just going blah, 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 lie, lie, lies, lies, lies. Oh, what's that? Is that lots of money? Is that a sinecure with the BBC if I peddle lies? Solzhenitsyn said, live not by lies. So men can't become women. Women can't become men. You can't, you cannot change what's in here. Okay? Bones, female, female bones. You know, when, when, when people uh, dig me up uh, <laughs> many, many years to come, sorry, keep it light, abs. When people find, they're going to go, she was not only a great comedian and, uh, and had a great show on TNT, they'll go, she's got bones that belong to a female. There is no way you can change it. There's nothing you can do. There's no magic. You can appear, like if I put a moustache, if I did a little like that, and put a wig on, and I go, hello. You go, well, she's got masculine traits. Yeah, she's trying to be, she's, uh, you know, she appears to be a man. And then you look down at the big bazongas and go, oh, my mistake. It's actually a, it's actually a woman. So people like Eddie Izzard. Eddie Izzard, right, who was a comedian that lots of people thought was great. I never personally liked Eddie Izzard. Um, he now dresses as a woman and calls himself Susie. And I just go, no, no, mate. Dress up, put put whatever you want on, but I but but you're not Susie, you're Eddie. And stop being an attention-seeking prick. And on that note, time for the news headlines. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Uh, oh, 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 here's some more potentially bad news. TNT Radio News. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Tensions are building in the US, where a battle over border security is brewing between Texas and the federal government. Trump has pledged to seal the US-Mexico border if re-elected as president. The US and the UK have carried out another wave of airstrikes against Iranian-backed terrorists in the Middle East. And Russia's foreign minister has hit out at the West for arming Ukraine with cluster bombs and depleted uranium shells that have been used against civilians. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. Hello, welcome back. And that was the news headlines, the propaganda headlines. I don't even know uh, what what you think about that. That's up to you because you're free thinkers, aren't you? Well done. Now, we have a fantastic guest. Sorry about the, the last guest. It was all fine, though. You know, shit happens and I'm that's why I'm here. So welcome, please, John Porter. John, can you hear me, my love? I can hear you fine, Abby. Thank you. Hello, you look beautiful, and you've got uh, what flags have you got in the background? Have you got that's American, is it? And what else have you got in there? Oh, there's everything up there. There's America. There's the UK. I know that's not a nice flag to be fl flying, but you know what? I've got the Welsh flag. I've got the Scottish flag. I think there's even an anarchy flag up there as well. <laughs> there's an anarchy. Why not? Why not? Just have all in there. Why not, John? John, my Descent in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ch chasing descent is your uh, the channel that I know you from. So tell yeah. people, tell people um, where you you know what's been your journey, if you like, for the past. Oh. Uh, let's say three. Well, you can go back as far as you want. Well, I tell I tell you what. Let's go back to the very start then, because round yeah. about round about January when it all started kicking off, you know, after event two hundred one, and and things started to get a bit squirrely, then. People started to 
to to say, oh, it's more than a cold. It's it's more than it's it's going to be bad. And you you know, I looked at the data, and I'm going, you know, everybody calm down. It's not that bad. Just take it easy. We'll see how things progress. And then mm. countries started to lock down, and restrictions started to be applied. And Boris Johnson stood up there, and I thought, the guy's right. He's bang on. He stood up there, and he said, look. We'll just take things easy. We'll kind of take the Swedish approach and we'll see how things go. And then within three days, boom, it was a shit show, as you say. And um, and after that, I lost um, I lost a contract that I had with a major high street bank um, that had just been renewed for a year. And I haven't worked in that industry since because I guess I'm too old now. Um, my wife's cool. business was forced closed by the local authority and although we took every precaution because it was a, it was a gym and vital for mental health, vital for people to get away from being trapped in relationships where they, they sometimes were actually being abused, and this was our only escape. Um, so what we did was we implemented a one person at a time, you know, come to the gym. So there's only one person in, there's only one member of staff there. There's no mm-hmm. contact. We played by the rules, and they sent the police round to arrest us and to arrest cool. our staff, and to arrest any customers that would be. So we had no option because it's all very well for yourself to take the hit, but you can't you can't put your staff in that position and you can't put yeah. your customers in that position. So we had no option but to close. And then Scotland, being Scotland, does everything twice as long as everybody else. So effectively, the gym was shut for 18 months. And that's, that's now gone. There's a business gone. 12 people lost their jobs. Um, the country doesn't get a tax from that. Two gyms shut. All gone. Yeah. And gyms, this is the th- the crazy thing that I just think uh, is criminal, is that people, they were saying, you know, look after your health, you know, shift a bit of weight, change your diet. And then the gyms were one of the first casualties. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> absolutely crazy. And um, what did you, uh, so Nicola Sturgeon, let's talk about that absolute monster uh, of a woman. Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember when she said, "John, you'll tell us more. You'll be able to tell us more in, in more detail." Remember when she said, um, you, "You need to cut the doors off schools, the bottom of the doors in schools, like there were saloon doors, <laughs> to stop the virus." <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, so all, the, all, all the kids will just sit there dressed like Eskimos. And yeah. the windows, oh, God, the windows wide open and, and the doors and the bottoms cut off the doors. I mean, it beggars belief. It beggars belief. Yeah. But that's the kind of cult following that this person has has attracted over, over the last 13 years of complete mismanagement of Scotland's politics. Because yeah. she, she's like a she's like a David Koresh, she's like a, a Jones. She's, she, dare I say it? She's even like a Hitler, but without without the looks, sparkling wit, and charisma. You know, I don't know yeah. how she does it. I, I mean, you know yeah. what she was called when she was uh, when she was at uni. You know, they called her seaweed because only the tide would take her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah, exactly. Hitler without without the Hugo Boss, without the lovely Hugo Boss suit, <laughs> and like as you said, charisma. But I mean, um, what? What the hell? So what, do you, what, what happened with Alex Salmond then and her? I mean, was Alex Salmond any better? I sort of no. I think, what happened there? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think no. the, the whole problem with Scottish politics is that it is, it is consumed and it lives in a romanticised past of a movie, yeah. and that movie is Braveheart. Everybody thinks right. they're still living Braveheart. You know, they're all going, freedom! And, you know, 
it's not something that the majority of people want because we voted and the majority said no. We'll quite happily stay with the UK. But no, yes. they can't accept that. So they got to keep fighting. And you know what? I, I'm a Scotsman and I'm as happy as the next person when we eventually beat England on the very odd occasion. I was there when we took the goalposts away at Wembley in 70, mm. whatever it was. But yeah, you know what? That That's just fun. And yeah, it, it's a lot of ribbon and it's, sometimes it's it's hard ribbon, but it's fun and banter. I don't want yes. to leave England. You know, and the majority of people in Scotland don't want to leave England either because we are better as one country. Yes, yes, I, t- I completely agree. And, and this whole thing about let's have another vote until we get the right result is just, isn't it? I mean, that is what dictatorships around the world have done. Well, they don't even have votes. Let's be, they don't even have the pretense of votes. But you know what I mean? They have to have a bit of a pretense. And that's what I find extraordinary. It's like, no, no, we're going to have another vote and then another one. You know, and it's just... It's amazing, and I, and I hats off to, to guys like you, to Scottish, the Scots, who just said we're not gonna, we're not gonna be, pop, we're not gonna go along with this. No, yeah, you know, this tyr- no. tyranny, which is what it is, isn't it? It's bullying, yeah. basically, I, by it, one party. Exactly, and it's just like we'll we'll keep doing the same thing until we get the result we want, and that never yeah. works. It just doesn't work, you know. And, mm. and other people have tried it, and it doesn't work for them, and it's not going to work for the SNP anyway, because people are now leaving them in droves. You know? Yeah, um, I'm not not surprised. I, doubt, I, I mean, you've seen Humza. I mean, good oh, grief. Man's, man's incompetent <laughs> in the extreme. Humza. Um, do you and remember he, when he... <laughs> When, he, when he, he fell off, when he fell off his trike, remember when, <laughs> when that, the, the video was like when he was going that, you know, being all like I'm really green and and carbon neutral or whatever, carbon zero on his little like oh scooter, and then he fell over. Oh yeah. my god, that was the best. Well, the best well, video. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's me. There's someone does voiceovers for Hamza and calls it Hamza, and there's like seventy videos on YouTube channels that you might hear about today <laughs> might hear about himza i'll be lo- i'll be looking for that i'll be looking is there any is there any uh john is there any hope for scott the for scottish politics i mean because the tories obviously they're traitors labor are traitors the greens are traitors because after the last four years if anyone thinks that we can find a solution in politics oh. i mean as in old you know what what where, yeah. where do we go from here where does scotland go i mean i, I don't know and well, well, I, I think I do know, but I think the problem the problem's not peculiar to Scotland. The problem's the problem's government. And it's, yeah. it's, it's massive government, it's overreached government, it's nanny state government, mm-hmm. and it's not a government that we can control from the inside or change from the inside. I think it's a government that needs to be, you know, removed and replaced with a completely different system because I, the system just doesn't work. And it's not working for England. It's not working for Scotland. It's not working for the UK. We're, in, we're embroiled in wars that we don't need to be embroiled in. You know, yes. I mean, these aren't in our interests. We're, we're, we're again not protecting our people, but protecting our corporations. And in some cases, you know, like, for instance, fighting in the Red Sea to allow trade to continue, we're protecting foreign corporations that are delivering goods to us. How how is that fair? How's that fair on our people? You know. Yes, yes, I completely agree. And um, the the last uh, yeah, so and young people, you, you, you might have heard. I don't know if you heard me before uh, you came on saying that uh, now there's and I knew this was would happen. You know, when they're ramping up the wars, they're now saying um, you can uh, you know basically jo- join the uh, come and join the army uh, to basically send young people off after they've been 
frankly, um, their necks have been trodden on by their government. What are your What are your thoughts? Like, do you think that's the next thing we're going to have to go out on the streets about and march, well, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think marching changes anything though? Because I mean, we had brilliant. They had brilliant, well attended marches all throughout yeah. the pandemic, and did it really change anything? Did it make any difference? Because I, yeah. I, I it didn't. You know, because the last time I really think a, a protest made a difference was the poll tax riots, and I think the clue there was in that last word. You know. Yes, in the, I, I agree. Although uh, I did, uh, I was thinking about the other the other day, and they just changed it, didn't they, to council tax? <laughs> so was it like a sleight of hand? I mean, I asked that as an open, sort of like open ended question. You know, like, oh, we'll just change the the name of it. Uh, tax, well, tax is theft anyway. Tax, oh, uh, yeah, yeah tax is theft. Um, but I was going to say, John, what? Uh, so tell me about chasing dissent. When did you start it? Because I know you're lovely. I see your lovely. Uh, your co-host, uh, yeah, ben. He's, he's, he tw- ben, he's wonderful, tweets a lot. Um, so tell me when that started. Oh, well, that's that, that it came about because I, I, we left um, we left Scotland and we, we went to Europe um, to, to see what it was like during the, the lockdown. <laughs> and we travelled across eight different countries and yeah. never had a problem. Never once had a problem. Never took anything. Never had to display anything, never had to prove our, our, our status to anyone, except in Germany when they wouldn't serve us in a McDonald's in a town, but you were okay if you were on the Autobahn, right? <laughs> so yeah. mark that one out. <laughs> John, so, hold, hold that, hold that yep. thought, because we've got to go Absolutely. for a quick break, my love. We'll be back. John Porter, we'll be back off this short break. Don't go anywhere, or I'll come around and pinch your ass. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Oh, I do. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. Remember when you were in math class and they told you to check your work? You do remember that, right? Let's say you have five minus three and that equals two. You want to check your work, go, well, take the answer two, add three, it equals five. Correct, right? Well, you can work backwards when checking your work when it comes to why the planet is warming. At least I can with my hypothesis that this is geothermal. In other words, the input of extra energy from what is going on in the bottom of the ocean. How can I do that? Well, let's take a look at what's going on. There's less cloudiness in the tropics now. We all know that clouds are formed by the air going up, right? So that means there must not be as much air going up. Why would that be? Well, if we went from the North Pole to the South Pole, we had an average vertical velocity. And because of the normal distribution of temperature, the greatest vertical velocity, so where it's warm and moist, which would be the tropical oceans, then we'd have a certain distribution, right? Well, what happens when that distribution is disturbed by distortion? In other words, it's warming more in the north and it's warming more in the south than it is in between. Well, guess what? Less vertical velocity, less clouds. Less clouds, more sun hitting the ocean. More sun hitting the ocean, more outgoing long-wave radiation. So this is being observed now. The mistake being made by people on my part of the argument, in my opinion, is that they believe that that is the tail wagging the dog. It's not. The dog that wags the tail is the input of geothermal energy. That warms the oceans, that puts the water vapor into the atmosphere, leads to distortion, leads to the difference in the vertical velocity patterns. So you see right in front of you, I checked my work on his hypothesis. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.
The next time you think you can illegally handle your mobile phone while driving and get away with it, think again. Phone detection cameras are in operation on New South Wales roads. Hello? So if you're driving and illegally handle your mobile phone, you can stop it or cop it. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Now, we, before we go back to John, who's been fantastic, our fantastic guest, uh, we've got a call, I believe, from Alice in Southampton. Alice, are you there? Hello, it's Alison from Chelmsford, but never mind, doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> well, just, you should have put on a funny voice and gone, it's Alice from Southampton. Hi, Alison. Different people. <laughs> you could. Yeah, I'm, Hello, my love. I think your, yeah. your guest is amazing. I think, what an amazing guest. The only bone of contention I've got with him, and a lot of people say the same thing, I don't agree that protests don't work. I actually think they do. Hence, all our protests during the lockdowns were not filmed by the mainstream media. Why would that have been if they weren't frightened of those protests? Good point. Very good point, Alison. And were you and you you were there, weren't you, on uh, on a few of them, weren't you? In um, was it twenty twenty and twenty twenty one? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I I tend several. to agree. I I I mm. um. Uh, I know, I know where John's coming from. My thing was, um, I would go out yeah. and I'd talk to the um, the people who weren't on the protests. Can I? I was like, can I have a word yeah. with you about stuff? And then watch yeah. their faces go. <laughs> I horrified. So um, yes, I think, and also galvanising numbers as well. Yeah. Oh, has Alison gone? Oh. Well, I, <laughs> She's I I think Alison made a good point, right? But Thank you, I, I, would, I would refute it slightly in that yeah. it, they maybe don't work because mainstream media don't televise them. So the majority of people don't get to see what's going on. It's like the farmers protesting in Germany and France and even in Scotland. There was one, they, they started protesting in Balak the other day. So the question is, mainstream media don't show it. So... Only, only the certain group of people that effectively are locked in echo chambers like we are in Twitter and Telegraph and whatever, you know, we were a small yeah. group, we're divided, we're, we're pretty much conquered by our governments and, and the mainstream media are basically a propaganda tool of government and that's why programmes like this and programmes like our, our own, Chasing Descent, mm-hmm. are vital to try and keep, to try and reach a bigger audience and that's why we're trying to grow and you guys are obviously trying to grow as well. And, and these are the kind of programs that have got to stay outside the mainstream media in order to get the information across. That, that's yes. just my no, yeah, that's no, that, that that is a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I mean, really, I'm sort of I'm amazed that people aren't uh, more. In some ways, I'm surprised people aren't more angry. I mean, you know that I was arrested, don't you, John? I was arrested in June. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I have never. I mean, I've had the odd scrape with the law. I mean, you know, as in like a, <laughs> when I was a teenager, you know, sort of like oh, whoops, you know, whatever. Um, maybe um, having a bit of this, a bit too much of this on a on a park bench uh, with a, my boyfriend. But anyway, that's enough of my personal life. But um, honestly, I. Didn't ever think that age fifty-three, I'd be uh, being taken to Holborn Police Station and put in there for seventeen hours uh, for saying the word "fuck," whilst Matt, <laughs> while a criminal, uh, Matt Hancock, yeah. was inside lying his arse off. That's the bit that's scary to me: is the shift 
in accountability, you know, in, in like, who do you, who do you go to for the, the, for, for, for the law? That's the problem because, you know, my trust in the law has, has completely eroded and I was a cop for 20 years. You know, I did not know that. I was, I was a cop for 20 years. You know, wow. I, I had a skiing accident and ended up getting uh, put out in what they call ill health, but only because I damaged yeah. a nerve. Um, yeah. But, but my, my trust in the law is completely gone. I, don't, I, I wouldn't trust a police officer. I, I worked for the police in their IT department, Police Scotland, for, for over nine years. Uh, as a as civ- a civilian contractor, and and yeah. I, I I know how they work, and the, they've they've completely changed. They're not policing anything anymore. I mean, at least we used to police property in the old days. When you went out in the beat, uh, you you had to do your beat. You had to walk around your property, and if a shop got broken in, yeah, and you didn't discover it, you got hauled over the calls and or hold over the coals. And that's that's again back to we were policing property. We were protecting property, not people, you know. And and the police have evolved now that they are nothing but the coercive bully boys of the state. And and it's sad to see because this isn't the police service that I joined. And it's well it's not a police service anymore, is it? It isn't no. really. No. no, and and it was, uh, and do you think, John, that's been happening? I mean, obviously, it's been it's been gradually happening, hasn't it? With the, uh, were you ever involved, you know, in in police, the police college, a college of policing? Did you ever come across common purpose on your journey through the through the policing? Common purpose wasn't really was never really talked about. Um, right. Fair. I think the police, the police that I was that I was dealing with, and in fact, when I went back into the police as a civilian contractor doing IT with them, some of the guys that I joined with were in very senior positions. You know, some of them were chief superintendents, some of them were divisional commanders, um, yeah. and and I mean, I had access at all levels. I I actually spoke to the chief constable and, and the deputy chief constables and everything, and they're all still trying. They were all still trying to do the one the right thing, what they thought was the right thing. But you know what their biggest problem was? It was the government. The government were on their back all the time. The government were always making them do different things, and they were always applying different criteria so they had to change their focus continually. And, and you can't you can't work like that. And then you get someone like um, House. House was the worst thing that ever, you know, the, what's his name, the, um, the former chief constable. He came up from England. He was the worst thing to happen to Police Scotland because he'd done away with he done away with a traffic department. He'd done away with you know so many different things. All he wanted to do was ride about in a motorbike, a police motorbike at that, you know, posing. And <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah, being was, Steve, Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah. Steve and McQueen. <laughs> the, the guy was a wee short. He was a wee short ass. And and that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> what it is with and i don't know how tall you are abby and if, if i offend you I'm, I'm, I'm going to apologize in advance but for instance it's like our, our favorite narcissistic um and, and arrogant dwarf you know nicola sturgeon how yep, does she get away with it because she's such a tiny person but she has this following that are like they're clamoring at her cocktails and you only have to look at any of the twitters or or any of the telegrams or any of the social media, and they're still clamouring away on oh, Nicola did a great job. They cannot see. They cannot see that Scotland, with half the population of Sweden, had the same amount of deaths. How does that how how is that a good effort? You know? Yeah. How is that a good effort? 
crazy. I, 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 I've, I've had some comments on here um, praising you, saying uh, wonderful, John, absolutely wonderful, and couldn't agree more um, about well your point about uh, televising the protest. Although it's, it's great, this is what the show's TNT is about, right? My show is you can uh, uh, you know agree to disagree. Free speech, who'd have thought, although judging by some of the people who want to arrest Bob Moran, we won't go into that at the moment, but maybe we'll talk about that another time, John. Um, people, somebody's, put, um, somebody's put they've lost all trust, not just for policemen, um, for doctors, politicians, mm -hmm. lawyers, all Teachers. of it. Yeah. Yes, teachers. Oh, the way the teachers were with the kids mm -hmm. and the masks. I had to yep. say, I had to virtually go into my nephew's school and, you know... Thank God, my sister though was uh, was quite awake to it to to the mask thing. But I mean, that used I, I I used to cry at night thinking, oh God, I don't like the idea of kids, you know, being just muzzled, you know, making somebody feel and sick. A generation's lost its education because yeah, you you might say it's only two or three years, but that's a that's a an education for people, you know that that's the critical thing. My daughter, my daughter had just started high school. She was there. She was in like second year or something like that, and then this happened, and she. she she was just lost because, you know, they they they, they sent everyone home. They, they tried to do this virtual teaching. It just doesn't work. You know, we give her more information, taking her around Europe and getting her to live. She even went to school in France. She couldn't speak French. She went to school in France. You know, yeah. she wants to go back to France oh, because God she doesn't see anything here for her. And, and I yeah. don't blame her. You know, I don't yeah. blame her. And, exactly, and I'm, John. Not, I'm not a pro-EU. <laughs> John, my darling, that's all we've got time for. Unfortunately, please do come back, though. I'd love to see you. Yeah. Uh, uh, definitely come back as a regular guest. Love you, John. Thank you so much, and uh, good luck, and see you soon. Thank you, Abby. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call one 888 201-6425. From the UK, call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Certainly is. Hello! <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a roller coaster ride, as Ronan Keaton said. Life is a roller coaster. And it certainly is, because we've got Siv on the phone. Yes, well, you don't know what you could... Yeah, I'm here. You don't know what you could get when you and I get together. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, it's, it's a quarter case. Promises, promises. Exactly. Uh, that old cranberry <laughs> song. Uh, look, the um, just briefly, because I know we're getting close to the news bulletin there, and we can't crash into the news, can we? Mm -hmm. But just uh, just no. briefly, um, look, I think um, with regard to some of this, and I was listening to some of that conversation, I, if we believe, so here's my view, if we believe that politics is still the solution, then you need to vote in big enough numbers for a minor party that holds similar views. The unfortunate thing, and I'm speaking from a bit of experience here in Australia. The unfortunate thing is, those minor parties. Yes, we can. You can vote them in under at least our two systems, the Westminster system. You can vote them in. You can vote them in so that they become a little bit of a headache for the major parties. So you know they can block stuff. That's one thing. But to actually turn them into a government and 
then they'll be able to have the rights to say, well, you know what, we should have these borders closed. You know what, maybe, maybe that whole thing about the propaganda in the schools with the politics, maybe we need to do something about that. I just don't see that people are going to vote for that in large numbers. People like us who might be thinking about things, maybe we might vote for them, but Mr. and Mrs. Average out there isn't necessarily going to do that. Mm. And have you got any parties, uh, Siv, you're thinking of? How about Australia One? The Bo yes, Bosi well, Party, a, what's well, that like? There's a few of them. Well, I'm, well I mean, we, we have that One Nation Party that's here. We have Australia One. We have United Australia. We have the Family First. We have a whole lot of them here. But Bloody hell, sounds like airlines. That, that, well, yes, yes, it is a bit like that. But you see, um, I think people need to actually vote for that in huge numbers. But it never really happens. It just, they vote for them in enough numbers to make make it so that they're a headache. And I think similar happens. Yeah over there in the UK, but, you know, they don't vote for them to turn them into a government. But anyway, that's how I see it. Good to talk to you, Abby. Cheers, Siv. He loves me and leaves me. Honestly, he's like the, uh, remember those old adverts, where the, was it Milk Tray? You know, the, the chocolate advert where the man comes into the, and just delivers the chocolates and then pisses off again. That's Siv. He's my Milk Tray man. Google it. It's old school ads. Let's have a little look at the Deloitte chat, as I would like to call it. Because I call it now, everyone has to know the COVID. When you're talking to somebody, just go, what about the COVID? Because that's how fucking stupid it is. Ridiculous. And for some reason, an Irish accent works. Let's have a little look. Oh, someone's put Holly. I'm thinking about personal debt. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, and I'm sure many people are. Um, some people saying they've had trouble getting on to the, the phone lines. Um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Someone said I had to call the USA number to get through, but then Abby thought I was a bloke. <laughs> Lol, that's shin. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. But you do have a very res... I've been... Sometimes people have thought I'm a, um, I'm a geezer. Not when they see me, obviously, in the, um, the appendages. But sometimes I go, hello. Like when I was a, a smoker, you know, I used to smoke um, not anymore. But I do have the odd, shall we say, jazz cigarette um but when i was a smoker and my voice is in first thing in the morning it was like hello it was literally hello sir can i help you <laughs> oh but you know sexy voices very sexy though um when it's husky i do miss that miss a bit of husk um so i hope you've had a great uh, great show today i've really enjoyed myself i don't know about you even though we had a guest that dropped off it was funny if you saw his vis visuals the video he was like he was actually like this he was kind of upside down but you know shit happens guys and the world you know we've got more important things we've got people trying to squash free speech on our own side that's rather depressing um i'll talk about that tomorrow actually Talk about the Bob, uh, Bob uh, cartoon because um, that's all fucking kicking off. Um, let's have a little um, checky checky again on the uh, live chat, and please do call me uh, tomorrow. Get some more calls in. So I want to, I want to hear your views. I want to hear what you think. What are the solutions? Um, to vote, you know, is it going to be voting uh, a different party? Is it going to be getting on the streets, calling for revolution? I think that's probably the answer, you know? And it's like, look at me, 53 years old, wouldn't, uh, butter wouldn't melt. Well, it will actually. Keep me posted. Right, thanks for joining me today on TNT. Next up, it's Open Line with Rick Mon and Natalie Cheel. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Be seeing you.